Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Happy Friday, everybody. I had some really awesome, awesome conversations this week. Uh, Some with clients, some with friends. And uh, like always, I try to share with you things that I have learned and or are in the process of learning that will benefit your life and hopefully save you a lot of pain. Um, And today, and for those of you who are just joining, welcome. My name is Katie May. I am the founder of this group and founder and CEO of Katie May Coaching. I help high achieving women have the relationships that they truly desire. Um, So now that the formality of introduction is over, let's roll. (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie. Like I got out of the gym today and uh, Harper and I came home and ate lunch and I was like we are both taking a nap I had a friend tell me that uh naps are for when you die and I can't even tell you how much I disagree with that (laughs) like yeah good luck with that let me know let me know how that that works out um with that hustle or die mentality you got going on there for yourself I know a lot of really unhappy successful people who are greatly unhappy as a result of that. I also know a lot of really happy, successful people who take their naps. Uh, Rest is important, y'all, okay? All right? Uh, I'm only saying this specifically because I know so many women out there, this is not our topic today, but it's important because it came to me. So many women out there literally feel guilty for taking naps and they just run all up on their caffeine fuel. And, um, that's exactly how I, not exactly, not the only thing, only contributor, but exactly how I, uh, am in the middle of recovering from adrenal burnout y'all. So, uh, you take care of your body or it will make you take care of it. (laughs) Let me just tell you that crystal. Hey, crystal. Yes. Naps are important. Thank you. Thank you for validating that. Um, So uh, I am refreshed after my 30 minute power nap and ready to talk about emotions. Yes. Most importantly, how they are impacting your relationship. So story time. Uh, I was talking to a client today, not today. I was talking to a client this week and uh, we were going through her calendar. And yes, I know I'm a relationship coach, but In order to have the life you really want, it is important to dive into elements in your life that will expose how you are currently operating. So sometimes me and my clients jump into their calendar and we see how they're operating and what's working and what's not working for them. So we were doing the little old calendar audit and um, she started to explain why she wasn't spending time for herself or blocking out time for herself in her calendar. 
she explained why the struggle between getting the amount of clients in that she wanted versus um, like she was actually sacrificing seeing as many clients as she could because she couldn't rely on um, her husband because of his job and all of that, right? And so she's like, I'll, I'll just do this. I'll just take this. Um, I'll cancel this client and I'll, I'll, I'll make this adjustment. And then oh, I'm just, I'm losing out on clients. I'm losing out on money. Like this is, this is not good. I'm not happy. I'm feeling resentful when I'm home. My brain is like at the office. And so we got to talk and over and over again, she said something, and this is, this is the beauty of coaching, of working with a coach. If you guys aren't familiar with us, this is a big part of what coaches do, um, is recognize patterns in what people say, because what we say is what we are reinforcing for ourselves in our lives and what we are actually doing and putting into practice. And over and over and over again, she said the same thing is this will just be easier if I do it, because if I ask him, it'll just be a fight. Oh, if I'll just, I'll just take the time off and I'll make sure I'm there because if I ask him, then it'll just be a big ordeal. And over and over again, she said stuff like that. She would put herself aside, not take care of herself, not um, do the things she needed to do in her business because she didn't want to ask him and have it be a bother, have it be a ordeal fight, whatever. Right. And, um, I could tell just by her even saying these things that resentment was just building right in her tone and her body language. Um, and she was just getting frustrated. And so we stopped and we addressed this. And while the excuse of, and so many women, I hear this phrase is it's just easier if I do it all. It's just easier if I do it because then now, the reason why the title of this talk is how avoiding your own emotions is damaging your relationships is because this is a classic, classic picture. I want to do another example of this too in this talk, just so we see this, because I know we've talked about this doing it all biz before, but I think it's just so important to pay attention to because that is in fact what you're doing when you say those things. Um, before you know it, little by little, piece by piece of your week, of your days, and all of a sudden you get to the end of your week and you're exhausted, you're burnt out, and you're full of resentment. And this started because you're lying to yourself by telling yourself it's easier if I do it. And what you're doing there, and there could be a few different reasons why you do this, um, for me, it was because I didn't want to have to have the conversation and I didn't want to risk having him not be elated to step in and change his schedule. Uh, I didn't want to have to go through the effort. So I told myself the effort of me just doing it would be easier. That was a lie I told myself. Uh, the lie that my client was telling herself at that time was that, uh, you know, he, his work is more demanding. Hers is more flexible. So therefore she'll just make sure that she takes on the lion's share of the child work, child care, and all the stuff in the home plus running like a seven figure business. And, um, it's not humanly possible. You guys, like how many men CEOs do y'all know that are running a business and, 
doing the marketing and taking care of their kids and cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry and showing up and going to um, networking meetings and also doing all the administrative work and scheduling and calendaring. This is bananas, right? So a huge part of this starts with paying attention to your own needs and your own emotional capacity and what your emotions are telling you about you. And I loved this breakthrough that she had in this because she stopped and she said, you know, when we talked through it and I pointed out to her how many times she said this one thing and she stopped and she said, you know, I, I think, and this is a pattern that she, she has found herself in a few times, right? This is normal for people. We live a certain way for a certain reason, for a certain amount of time. It's ingrained in us. It's conditioned within us. And so when we're stressed, we tend to go back and fall into those patterns. That's very normal human behavior. So I, I kind of pointed out, I said, Hey, it looks like kind of headed down that, that path again. Right. And she's like, yeah, I think I just need to really take a step back and um, stop ignoring or denying my feelings and pushing through them. Cause she noticed that in that moment, in those moments, what she was doing was denying her actual needs in order for things that she needs to do, like to be really healthy, like to work out, um, like to have mental space, like to meditate, to get administrative work done in her office. So she's not stressed out when she gets home with the kids. Like um, she could actually be present with them when she is home. Necessary things that she needed to get done. She was denying because she didn't want to have to go through the hassle of involving him or having a conversation about what needed to change because of him and his thoughts and his process. And so it was a beautiful realization. I absolutely loved it, which is what inspired this live because it's absolutely right on. You, we have to, in order to be good for anybody, you guys, we have to be so emotionally intelligent of ourselves. And this is a process, y'all. Like to this day, I lose sight of it, okay? It's, uh, I had another, another client of mine use Epic. I love this um, analogy as you can't read the label if you're inside the bottle, right? No matter how successful you are, we are all still human. We are all still people and we all still have blind spots. And so if you don't have that outside guide or perspective to help you say, oh, hey, you're, you're telling yourself this lie or, hey, this is kind of a pattern for you. Like, how often have you been living like this? And then you can't see it, right? So anyways, the, the big, the big picture here is now her husband had no idea on the other side of this, had no idea what was going on. And so she was denying him the opportunity to even help her or show up for her, or even know that she was experiencing all of this, like resentment, but experiencing this, you know, stress and strife and true need for support from him. And so what that does in a nutshell is it blocks intimacy, it blocks connection because she's not being vulnerable. She's not being real with herself. She's saying like, I'm good, I got this. I can take this on, I'm okay. Well, that's not true. And so then neither one of them gets the 
satisfaction and the true like connection that they both desire for each other. And she ends up resenting him for something she never even gave him a chance to do. Right. And this is, this is totally just an example. Um, another example I had was, uh, uh, another uh, call that I was on and she was talking about our, and I, if you guys have been with me for at all, but you know, this, I don't care. It's a good reminder. Our mental conditioning from when we are child all the way up until today is what has, what has formed our belief system. And we act upon those beliefs as being true. Whether they are or they are not, we decided at one point in time, those beliefs were true. And therefore that shapes our thoughts, that shapes what we say, and that will shape what we do. And so if we don't ever take a second guess and glance and go back in there and go, oh, wow, I decided that that was true for me when I was a child, because um, when I needed comfort, uh, my mom was a single mom and too busy to come and actually help me and be there and comfort my emotions. The only way I got her attention was being manipulative by pretending to be sick or lying and telling her a dramatic story, which got her attention. And so now, oh my gosh, I'm actually, I'm doing the same thing in my current relationships where I feel like I can't actually go forward and ask for affection or comfort or be vulnerable because all the way back in my childhood up until right now, I've been, I've decided that being vulnerable does not serve me. So I have to get my needs met a different way. And this is how we are wired as humans. You guys, we become a certain way, which we call our personality as young, young kids and it, we reinforce that all the way throughout our adulthood. And that's why we choose the relationships we choose. It's exactly why a lot of people end up in unhealthy relationships with unhealthy people, because we are, if we don't know those patterns of behavior, if we don't know our own emotions and why we're attracted to somebody, why we're seeking somebody out. Uh, then we end up attracting that same those same toxic people over and over again. That's exactly why so many people who were like kids of narcissists end up surrounded by narcissists because they have this people-pleasing tendency, which is just a total magnet for a bunch of narcissists to come around them. And this, anyway, so what we're saying, what I'm saying here is it's so important for you guys to be completely aware and, and to second guess and to challenge the beliefs that you've had since you were a tiny little kid and notice how you operate within your relationships based off of those stories that you tell yourself. And in this call, it was so cool because she was like, you know, I always ask people because the the biggest disservice that I feel like we do for ourselves for uh, as humans is we take our feelings as truth, right? There's this big movement of my feelings are valid and you just need to deal with them. And it's like, no, 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 your feelings are valid, true, but that doesn't make them right. doesn't make them wrong, but it also doesn't make it other people's problems. And here's what I mean by that. If you, you, first of all, our feelings are our own emotional, like our own responsibility, our emotions are our responsibility. 
And what I mean by that is when we have a feeling, it is up to us to decide what we do with it and how we respond to it. And this takes a tremendous amount of awareness and practice to be able to decipher what we are feeling in the moment, why we're feeling it, and then what we're going to do about it. And not a lot of people can operate that way. Like for me, my process, if I find myself now, I had took a long time to even realize like, dang, I'm overstimulated. I'm, I'm feeling it, man. Like instead of all of a sudden, oh, I'm too far into that. And I'm snipping at my husband and I'm snipping at my kids. And I feel like I'm about to like have a panic attack in the middle of the kitchen. Um, I now can realize these cues that my body gives me and I notice like, oh, my back's getting really tight and my breath feels a little shallow. So I know what that means. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on that's triggering that. That's not necessarily important, but I do know I need to give the people around me a heads up that Katie needs to step away for a minute. Katie's going to excuse herself from this moment in the kitchen. Go do some deep breaths. Maybe write a little bit down in the journal and figure out what's going on with me so that I don't make my feelings their problem. Now, that doesn't mean that I hide my feelings from them. That just means that I know a pattern of mine and I know that I can be not the most awesome person to the family I love so much and want to treat great. If I find myself emotionally flooded or overwhelmed and I'll, they say ADHD and like whatever that is. Um, but I know that about myself and therefore, instead of just continuing to be like, oh yeah, sorry, I blew up. Oh yeah. Sorry. I snapped at you. Try again, better next time. And then have that same pattern repeat itself. I had to get real and go like, okay, now this has to change. And how it changes is by me becoming even more aware of myself and why I'm feeling these way, this way and what's triggering those things. What emotional tells my body gives me to say, hey, things aren't okay for you right now. <laughs> and, and, it, and it may not even be what's happening in the moment. It may be something that my son says that like triggers me back into childhood and I have to like go figure that out. All right. It's not like this big ordeal, but the difference is, is I'm not letting myself off the hook for continuing to treat my family bad, family poorly as a result of this. Right. How many times have we been raised? We've been raised how many, as a society in, in our societal conditioning and the, in the conditioning of your home, I did the boundaries masterclass yesterday which was awesome by the way if y'all missed it sorry <laughs> I'm just kidding actually Thursday night's the very last one I'm doing I offered it for two classes because I did get a lot of people asking for evening times so if y'all missed that and you want to retry there's one last shot and I'm not doing it again this year and that's um actually next uh two Tuesday night sorry Tuesday night the 31st and that's going to be 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. So um, make sure that you register because you can't get in it without it. Uh, so anyways, I was teaching on the boundaries thing and we were talking about this. And one of the women in there said, like, I just have a tremendous amount of guilt when I say no to somebody or when I say, like, I already arranged for my husband to help with the kids. And then I actually stay away. I feel so guilty. I feel so bad. Right. Or I feel like if if 
he's treating me poorly. And I put a kibosh on that in the sense of like, Hey, if you keep talking to me like this, I'm going to remove myself. I feel so guilty. And it's like, well, why, why is that? Why do you, where do you think that comes from? It's like, well, like growing up, we were just taught to like suck it up and deal with it. Right. Like if somebody's doing something or treating you improper, like improperly or disrespectfully, it's better that you just suck it up, keep the peace and don't ruffle any feathers and just tolerate the abuse so that everybody else around you remains comfortable. What a crock of crap that is. And how many of us have been conditioned and watched our families act that way? Like how many times have you guys gone to like a family get together and y'all know there's some real ish going down behind the scenes, but everybody's just walking around pretending like everything's fine. And then you get out of there and you hear the gossip trains and you hear the real stuff that's going on. And as kids, we take that stuff in and we digest it and we say, oh, um, I guess it's not safe to be real in front of people. I guess it's not safe to, um, to stick up for ourselves. And it's better that we tolerate people's poor behavior and just smile through it. And that's how we're supposed to live our lives. And it's like, no, not really, actually. I mean, do you have to be super like aggressive and get back in their face and stand up for yourself and make them agree with you? No, but you don't have to tolerate it. So back to her guilt, when we were talking about this and she identified this guilt as coming from, you know, her childhood, when, when it all came back to it, it's like, okay, so this, you had this feeling, this is guilt. Hello, guilt. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you're, you're not needed here anymore. We have to question our feelings. Okay, guilt, is this justified? Or is this coming from a place that is no longer serving me? At one point in time as a child, this probably served me to get my needs met. But right now, this guilt really isn't serving me because I've already respectfully, kindly, effectively communicated with my husband this boundary. And therefore, if he chooses not to follow it, then that's on him. And I need to step away because that's what I already said would happen if I was being speak to, spoken to disrespectfully then that's on him, right? That's not your responsibility to make sure that you stay because you feel guilty. So guilt, you're no longer welcome here. Thanks for showing up. You served me at one point in time where I believed you did. And so now we're going to say goodbye to guilt. This, these are all pieces of how you become emotionally aware of yourself, intelligent of yourself, and you use it to properly communicate. Guys, communication is not your problem. Communication is not what you need to work on. It's not. So many of you guys are in here and you guys are like, well, hey, you, you teach communication stuff all the time. Like, absolutely, I do, 100%. Because it's the byproduct of the work you do here. If any of you guys have sat on a consultation call with me, if you guys have ever been in a training with me, you know that even when I say we're going to learn about communication, we actually learn about your feelings. We learn about your emotions. We learn about your limiting beliefs that you've established since childhood that are telling you lies and having you operate outside of the real awesome, empowered freaking woman you're supposed to be. 
And then the communication is a freaking side effect of that. When you unravel all of that BS, then you're gonna talk better. You're gonna be able to actually, what comes out of your mouth will be different. Instead of passive aggressive, you'll be kind and upfront and people will trust you because they'll know where they stand with you. Instead of aggressive and in people's face, you will again, be kind and upfront and people will trust you because you're not ripping their head off because they said something wrong or that hurt you because now you take total responsibility for your emotions. So guys, this is what I'm saying is your emotional intelligence is absolutely clutch to literally everything. And especially in your relationship and in your relationship with your husband and this journey this journey is a lifelong pursuit of knowing yourself and getting to know them as well. But the most important part, and I think especially for women, we focus way too much on getting to know them. And I mean, more, more often than not, what I mean by that is trying to understand them so that we can get what we want out of them. Trying to understand why he says what he says, why he thinks what he thinks, so that we can do what we what he needs done so that we can ultimately get our needs met without actually having to verbally ask or risk a conflict. And that's manipulation. And we put so much energy into that dynamic because we're, we're just literally taught to be that way our whole lives. So anyways, owning your emotions, embracing your emotions, not judging yourself for having these emotions. All emotions are good emotions, fear, anger, anxiety, stress. Those are all part of the human condition. And if we embrace them, even though we don't always love feeling them, um, we can actually learn so much about ourselves. And as a result, we can communicate so much more effective with our people in our lives that we absolutely love and cherish, especially our husbands. And they get to understand us and get to know our needs. And then that is what builds an awesome, close, fulfilling, deeply connected relationship. And the good news here is it starts with all the work you do on you. And that is exactly what I do, babes. So if y'all need help, you know where to find me. Hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> and if not, please find a very, very good and skilled therapist or other coach in your network that you trust. I don't care. Just get some help. Don't don't try to do this alone. Like my friend said, if you're inside the bottle, you ain't reading the label. So there's only so much you can do just on your own. You definitely need an outside perspective to truly help you grow at the rate and speed you're going to want to in this very short blip of a life that we have here on earth. So that's that. All right, y'all. Love you so much. Hope you have an amazing weekend. Um, again, if you want to catch that last boundaries masterclass that I'm putting on, uh, it is live. It is interactive. It is in Zoom. You will be able to get coached by me um, if you get in there quick. 
because the seats are filling up and um also it will be it will, the first part is training last part is coaching it's just so freaking powerful so make sure you snag yourself a seat if you haven't already i'm not running this again this year so all right guys bye have a great week